Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Fed hey guys, welcome to FedWork. This is Katrina Joe And Sarah. And welcome back to our fellow feds. And to those of you that are joining us for the first time, we are coming to you guys with an episode of Man Cave. I think these are kind of some of my favorite series that we do. I think so too. Definitely. They're, they're very fun, very interesting. And speaking of fun and interesting, we have a special guest. <laughs> Finally, you got to the fucking star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we have Rodney Rakai on today, you guys. Yeah. That was a very lukewarm introduction. I demand better. I mean, I demand better. You want the red carpet, bro? One thousand percent. All right, drum roll, please. Oh, that just that just <laughs> read it out. Were you slapping your thighs? Were you slapping your thighs, Sarah? I she was. Didn't make it you clap. heard? Ooh, I, I made it clap for thighs. you. I, yo, Sarah, listen. <laughs> okay, Everyone guys. All right. Little secret. Simmer down. Simmer down. What's up, Rodney? Uh, everything was about to go right, and then you just cock blocked. <laughs> oh, crazy. Full on cock was about to catch a vibe. Sarah's over here blushing. You all right? 3,000 miles away, the vibe. Yeah, get that thing wet from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to wake up. No, everything is beautiful, man. Um, what a what an, an interesting moment in time. I feel like life is going well. For me, I know this is a moment of great loss for a lot of people, but personally, like, uh, the pandemic, the quarantine has been the homie. It has slowed life down and made me made me be so appreciative of of self. You're flourishing. Yeah, you've blossomed during this time. Yeah, because I have braids now. <laughs> <laughs> you have hair. First and foremost, you guys, Rodney Rakai has hair. He has braids. Like he wants everyone to know. He got the toes out. You know, he's feeling good. You I know have what I'm socks saying? on, but try. <laughs> Oh, now? Yeah. You just threw them on. Okay. I am I am still well-groomed, though, where it counts most. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> so are you for, for manscaping? Are you asking me? Yes. Are you all for it? For, for me? I don't give a fuck what other <laughs> niggas do. But, uh, you prefer to manscape? Yeah. I So my, my sophomore year of college, I had this girl come down and visit me, right? She went to the University of Maryland. I went to North Carolina A&T. And, you know, so that's a school where girls suck a lot of penis. And oh. at A&T, they weren't really schmucking schmick like that. So sign up, guys. So, so she came and she gave me a head and she, like, midway through was, like, pulling pubes out of her teeth. And she was like, yo, you don't trim this? And I was like, oh, is that what people are doing now? So Stop. Ever since then, yeah. But I'm really glad about the advancements of, like, male grooming that we've seen in the last couple of years. Like, we have actual clippers now that are specifically for... Lance manscaping and because in the past yeah girls post about it on uh instagram I used to use scissors i used to use scissors bro and i used to nip the shit out of <gasps> my tree and you know i'm girthy so it was crazy oh there wow. we go you guys couldn't see it but there was an eye roll there was some self-promotion there you guys there was no, I got, i'm a little guy down low okay all right sarah do I'm you prefer show up. do you it. do you prefer a man to manscape yes or do you not care? No, he better. Mm, yeah. Better. He better. Okay. Otherwise. Do you want hardwood floors or like a little bit of carpet? Um, I mean, hardwood floors is great, but if there's a little something there, it's kind of whatever. Really? Yeah, like if it's like, I don't know. Katrina? I mean, I prefer hardwood floors but i don't mind if they don't if they don't manscape I've, wait I've if they don't both. at all you don't mind if they the don't jungle? at all it's I've just had, like wild yeah, down there i've had both Whoa. i've had both you suck through the the jungle okay so for those of, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> for those of you that do not know who rodney rakai is can you can you give them a little background on yourself and what what do you call yourself these days rodney <laughs> has a guest on and tells the guest to introduce themselves. No, because because the only reason why I'm doing this, and I know Sarah and I could talk about you all day, but it's because I know you're very particular on like these titles in general. You know what I mean? I don't like to be reduced and I don't like to be compartmentalized. One thousand percent. I think if I had to put a single title on it, you know, it's oversaturated, but I guess I would say that I'm a creative 
Um, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a filmmaker. Obviously, you know, I'm an account manager alongside of you with Hennessy. Um, I'm a brand whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm a brand ambassador for Nike and Jordan. Um, I own my own production company. Uh, it, it is tough though when you do so many things. Sometimes it feels like you're a tryhard, but these are all things that you know I, I've always done, it, it, and I'm not trying to be something. These are literally things that I've been from day one. So. Well, they do say that to have like real wealth, you need to have seven income flows or streams. So look at you go. Yeah, but you know they also used to say jack of all trades, master of none. And our generation is a little bit different. We're changing the narrative with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in LA, it can feel disjointed at times if you do too many things. People don't really know where to place you. Like, oh wait, that was the guy buying bottles in a club, and now he's on TV over here. Now over here, he's writing and he's producing. And it's just like for certain people, they're like, he's doing way too much, and I can't do. Like me. But um, <clears throat> that's what I think when I see you. I'm just kidding. But that's got to be good for the ladies. Who cares about that? It's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Um, nah, you know, women, they come and they go. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get back to that. But um, I did want to, to you know, you touched on, on the fact that you are a key account manager. Is that the right thing? Key account manager? Is that what we uh, say? <laughs> what do you say? I think now we've been we've been reduced in title. We are now Hennessy influencers. Oh, okay. Well, sure. So you're that. Like my reaction. You're you're that. <laughs> but um, like, how did that how did that kind of come about? Um. So I was actually up for this. Hold on one second. I have a guest here in the house. Rob, you're making a lot of noise. Shout out to Rob Hill. Rob Hill Senior is here. It's my. Oh, guy. you actually have a friend there, Rob. Hey. <laughs> no, yeah. Sarah, close your legs. Ah, um, they were open. Oh my goodness, bro! I saw you open up. That was my you. arms. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. So I was actually up for this job in D.C. maybe about four years ago. Uh, I lived and worked in D.C. and the job actually went to. Well, he's not our coworker anymore, but a guy named Van. Van is the homie. Shout out to him. And uh, when I moved to LA, I met Katrina one fateful night at the Dime. <laughs> and we just like, just struck up like a good friendship with like banter and like the same things that we do now, we established like from the first day that we met, which is crazy. Um, it was a lot of, yeah, sarcastic banter. Did you take it sexually? But did y'all yeah. try to holler? Did you try to holler at her? No, I didn't take it sexually. We were cussing at each other. Yeah, but that's a turn off for me, normally. Oh, no, I didn't. T- I, I thought, like, I mean, I really enjoy sarcastic banter and when someone can dish that back. Um, So, I, no, I didn't take it sexually, but, but I you, thought it was. But you pulled up to the crib, though. I did. We, we, we hung out one night. I knew that. Yeah. I came I came over to work and we, we had a, you know, a discussion. You came over to try to be the work. Okay, that is a, all the fucking lies. <laughs> that is all the fucking let's, lies. Let's clarify something, though. <laughs> did yeah. you or did you not try to holler? At KJ when you first met her. No, did not. Don't lie. You're blushing. Don't lie. I so what? I can blush all I want. Doesn't mean that I'm not telling the truth. Okay, so you, you truly don't think funny, that you have especially hollered. now with our relationship. No, is that what is that the interpretation of the I'm situation? I'm asking. KJ? No, I'm, it wasn't I'm like, genuinely it wasn't like asking. That. Okay. It was like, oh, this chick is cool. Okay. I was like still kind of new to LA. Yeah. And I was looking for like genuine people, you know, and that's what she felt like. She felt like genuine energy. She's obviously a very beautiful young lady, but. Um, Thanks, Rodney. As we get into this conversation, and maybe you'll ask me more questions, just because I think someone is attractive doesn't mean that I'm trying to put my dick inside of them. So Fair. There's that. And I would, yeah, there, there is a, you know, ongoing story that Rodney and I have dated, and that is not true. Mm-hmm. Pushing that narrative. I mean, people say that all the time. Like, oh, didn't you and Rodney used to date? Or oh, are you yeah, and Rodney yeah. fucking? And, you know, people Y'all say that really all the time. really good pictures. We take amazing pictures together. So it does yeah. look like, oh, like that could work. And I mean, I, you know, when you work with someone closely and you take pictures or whatever, some, like I had people at work that, that always thought I dated, like everyone thought I dated Sean, never Sean. dated Sean. Everyone thought I dated. You're the only two whites in the middle of the club with Jeezy in the background. People thought I dated Vic. We never dated. So like, it's just, sometimes it's just friendship and chemistry that come off that way. And it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Rodney, get back to this Hennessy drop. So you met. Katrina at the dime. Y'all hit it off. Y'all had a hangout. Mm-hmm. We had a hangout. And then um, a, a couple of weeks later, I guess the position opened up. 
or maybe it was open before. I don't know, but I know that I had disclosed to her that I was actually up for the position that she currently had in DC. And so um, she asked me one day, like, yo, would you be interested in doing that job out here in LA? And I was like, for sure. And, you know, I had an interview with Clarabelle and already had familiarity with the program and, and everything. And so, yeah, it just kind of hit the ground running. And I was like this random guy who came out of nowhere and got this job that mad people <laughs> in L.A. thought they were about to have. Oh, yeah. I remember Facts. it was a sought after job. Like people wanted it. And then this yeah. guy got it. Fred's little brother got it. And I'm like, what? I remember getting a lot of texts from the other people that were up for the job. Like, yo, did I get it? What the fuck? Why didn't I get it? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was unknown to people in certain spaces in L.A., but I was well known to people in other spaces in L.A. I right. just wasn't a nightlife guy. Um, and that was confusing for a lot of people. Which is fair. I get it. But you did a great job. Do a great job. Thank you God. used to make my nights very exciting when I'd see you. Yeah. <laughs> who's Rodney going to invite out tonight? Nobody. Just him by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney at the table. I'll make you wait outside until Katrina yeah. gets there. I'm, you know, I'm just not really like a club guy. I, I, that's not really my environment. That's not where I thrive. So, you know, to the best of my ability, I try to limit my time there. But I think you've been able to put a good spin on it. And I also really do enjoy, you know, kind of embarrassing you with like the, the letters and spelling your name out in the club <laughs> with the, no, the sparklers when you hate that. I, so. hate, I hate it. I hate it. I think that uh, it's, old, it's an old way of, of showing like you to shit. And I just think that we're in a, a new season of life right now where there are just better ways to display how amazing you are outside of buying bottles in the club. Facts. I feel that. Yeah. So I leave with spirit first. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So then I guess that could kind of tie into, I know that Katrina and I have talked about this and I think it's fitting for you too, is having an identity outside of your job title mm. where it's like, you know, for me, my job title was, what, what was your title? I mean, I don't know, like the bitch <laughs> at the club basically is what people looked at Sounds it as, right. but I was, you know, VIP host for a, for team called made. Um, and you know, everyone that met me in that capacity had no idea that I had a day job, had no idea anything about me or who I was as a person or anything like that. And, um, that's been, you know, kind of trying leaving that position and moving, you know, to re-identify who I am to mm -hmm. either the masses or to myself sometimes. So how does that for you when you especially have so many job titles, you know, how, how has that been? I mean, that's something that I've always fought against. Like I said earlier, I hate to be compartmentalized and reduced by the, the thing that's easiest for you to tie me to. When I worked for the Wizards for five years, you know, like I was the wizard's guide to some, pe some people. And I was like, well, you know, I'm on TV at BET, right? And um, I just cannot allow these brands and these companies to be my sole identity because we're disposable. You know, at any moment, they can decide to get rid of us. And I never want to, in the eyes of my peers, look like I have no value because this brand is no longer, I'm, not, I'm no longer tied to this brand. And um, I think that a lot of people who get super excited about partnerships and brand affiliations just don't necessarily like know who they are and they're trying to find themselves through these things that are fleeting and I refuse to ever be that I'd rather leave before I'm asked to leave like I wasn't I was asked to come back with the wizards you know what I mean like and I was like no my, my season has come and gone like I don't want to be too tied to you guys where I don't have an identity outside of this place so there will be there will be a time when Hennessy it's the same thing it's just it's it's what I do that's smart. Yeah. Katrina, what about you? I mean, I think this time in the pandemic has just kind of forced everyone to look outside of their titles. I mean, with the way that the world has changed with furloughs, with job changes, as well as just people being laid off. Like, I mean, I know even for myself, as well as for my peers, just people that were attached to certain titles and then had to kind of you know, rebuild themselves and their identities in the pandemic, whether it was change careers, whether it was to get into a new hobby or a passion or something, um, just completely different to the original title they had pre-COVID. Right. So, yeah. And, and I mean, Rodney, you've done a lot outside of any title that you currently had prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've been working on some short films. Yeah. 
How did that start? Like, was that inspired just from the time and the space you were in because of COVID? Or is it something you've been wanting to do for a while? No. Um, so, I mean, I moved to L.A. to act and to write. And I would not allow myself to move here until I finished this short film that I wrote, um, which was called Love Hall, which is like a sequel to Love Jones, which is my favorite movie of all time. And I would not allow myself to have a, an, an actual address in L.A. until I finished that. And once I did, I moved here. And then I just feel like, you know, I, I got swept up in the work thing and taking care of bills and providing for my son that I stopped giving myself time to invest in my creativity. And, you know, obviously during this time period, we had so much downtime in the beginning stages and so many questions about where life was heading. I, I If the world were to end from COVID, because I, I remember those early months, it felt like <laughs> Armageddon a little bit. Yes. Um, you know, I was like, damn, if I if I am to leave Earth, like I didn't really exhaust any of my potential that I wanted to tap into. And so, um, you know, I started writing these short films and created a collection. It's called uh, World on Pause, a series of pandemic short films. Uh, the first one was called Quarantine. The second one is called How. It was, uh, it's been a very tedious process to get it done. I just fired my editor and hired a new one. So um, I think the last time I talked to you guys, I said it'd be out at the top of November, but now it's looking like December. So The first one was great. Oh my gosh, yeah, the first really one's like so good. Like Why? I did. I just, I, you know what, I did, I produced it, I directed it I stopped I did a lot of I did everything I wrote it and so I wasn't able to like really lean into the performance um this second short it's a great story though it's a cute story the second short film um how my homegirl Javicia Leslie who is now the new Batwoman um directed it so um I was able to just kind of sink my teeth into the acting portion of it a lot, a lot more. And I'm way more satisfied with my personal performance. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I got to see a, a little preview of it. And you did? He's, he's amazing in it. I will say, Ronnie, you're really good in it. And I did really enjoy the first one. And I know you had our mutual friend Kiva um, <laughs> lead in it with you. Was it important for you to have a woman of color in that in that role? Yeah. I mean, anytime that I envision love in my life and all these stories to a degree are uh some portion of my life story my life story during this time period um but when i envision love i always envision love with a black woman i've never seen myself be able to to take someone serious outside of my race sorry sarah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so you've never dated like You've never been in a relationship with a woman outside of your race? A relationship? No. Have I been in relations with women outside of my race? 1,000%. But you would never officially date someone? No. And I'm. you know what's crazy? Like, white girls know that about me. Um, and speaking about white girls specifically, because Asian women, especially in L.A., for whatever reason, they think they're black. But... Uh, <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> That's just a fact. But the uh, the white girls that I've, that I've um, been naked with all, have always been like... <laughs> Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna marry white, huh? You know? And I'm just like I'm glad. Like you that's know. actually came up. Yeah, one thousand. They're like you're just not that guy. Who's, I have a tattoo on my arm that says "Black King with Africa." Like, I would look like, I would look very suspicious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm wearing a Malcolm X t-shirt right now. Like, <laughs> I have braids. I'm not necessarily the poster boy for black guy with white women, but. No, I get it, but I, I just wanted to know. It's not like anything you just described you don't see in a mixed-race relationship. Yeah, that's on the West Coast. I'm from the, I'm from Jersey. I have very, like, East Coast roots. I went to an HBCU. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not wired to... I just wasn't wired to even think that that was an option for myself. Got it. Mm. With all due respect to white women everywhere, you guys have good vagina, too. <laughs> <laughs> And brains and no, Rodney, personalities, but that doesn't matter. Ah, that's secondary. Who cares about any of that? <laughs> I can't. Okay, well, speaking of women. Um, <laughs> let me let me yeah. let me think on this for a yeah. second. Don't, don't I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set you up. But first and foremost, yes. do you know what Fed work is? Yes, I know what Fed work is. You nosy motherfuckers be <laughs> digging trying to find out information. <laughs> Oh, shut up. Like, you've of, never of done heartbreak. anything. They're afraid of heartbreak and finding out who someone is organically. And so they feel like they have to build a case against why this is someone that is probably not really for them. And then, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> That's a yeah. little offensive. Do you... <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not even offended. I'm, I actually want to dig into that because mm-hmm. do you really think that the reason women do Fed work is because it is stemmed from fear? Hey guys, Sarah here with your FedWork 15 of the day, our 15 second opportunity to feed you empowerment. Take time today to go outside and get some fresh air. Whether you enjoy a few moments on your patio or you go out for a walk, it will make your day better, I guarantee it. I think that it's not even just something that is innate in women. I think just for people in general in our generation, I think that we are afraid of getting it wrong because we're so aware of our options, right? And so we we do this we do this due diligence this research um, in hopes of finding something that lets us know this is someone that I can avoid and skip over because we don't want to take time to be emotionally invested in someone and it doesn't pan out. I agree. Holy shit! Holy shit! I have never thought about that. Really? Then that's no. That's I mean I no. I mean I looked at it as like a background check and just like you know I mean. But why are you doing the background check? But no, but like I've said before in the past on previous episodes that I've only done Fed work when I've had like an inkling on something regarding, you know, the guy I was dating or whatever. It was, it's, I do it less in the beginning stages of like trying to get to know the guy or whatever. So to, to hear that anyone, male or female, does it because of the fear of actually, you know, organically letting things roll out and finding certain things about them is, is deep. We, we're the microwave generation, man. We want to, we want to minimize and truncate as best as we as best as we can um, to avoid catastrophe and to avoid heartbreak and letdown. Rodney, I think you have a good point that it does speak to people's patience these days and fear. I think fear for sure. My my, my mind is a little mind blown right now because I really didn't think I don't think I ever thought that Fed work stemmed from fear. Really? See, I I always knew that. I always knew part of what I did was because I was scared of being hurt again because I was hurt so bad the first time that I was always scared that the next guy would hurt me just like he hurt me, and so I always knew. So you've done majority of your Fed work prior to the relation. To the relationship? Yeah, preventative. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I'll do it, you know, like you said, throughout the course if something feels off. But I feel like typically at that point, you're you're looking for an exit strategy. Like at that mm. point, you know, it's there's if, if you have the inkling that something is wrong, you're normally correct in that. And then when you start looking and find mm. something, then boom. Like Yeah, but that's like... But that's like Trump supporters being able to find any statistic online to back up anything that this dickhead says, right? Like, if you're looking for something, yeah, you can for sure find that's it. That's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, but for, so for like, for me, for instance, right? When you guys do your Fed work on me, you're going to see like, who who are the mutual acquaintances? Who are women that he's dated? And I mean, Katrina probably knows better than anybody. There are a lot of stories that have been embellished about me for the sake of painting me as a villain so that this other person doesn't come off like they got played or Mm -hmm. that their feelings were hurt. Now they have to like pay me back tenfold. And like, so the Fed work thing, man, it's it's really dangerous. It's really risky. And I think that, you know, I I wish we didn't have the power of the internet when it came to dating because I think people rely on information that is not necessarily firsthand. Like ask someone and then spend time with that person. Figure out how they make you feel because that last person they dated just wasn't it. And so, yeah, they treated them worse than they'll ever treat you because they actually value you and they didn't value the other person. So Yeah. Or you could find something and ask about it. You know, so many times we find something and hold on to it and wait until we can use it. And that doesn't work. That's not healthy, you know? So it's, it's, you're right. Having the ability to find it is probably the worst thing that happened to us, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day. And it's, you know, and that's not because a lot of people are shady, even though they are. Um, but it's, it's more so the, the fact that we know we can find it if we need to, that like the looming factor that it exists somewhere. I think that's also like a gray cloud over a relationship. Potentially. I mean, so Rodney, have you've never been caught up via Fed work? What do you mean? Like you were you dating a woman at one point ever in your life and she caught you up by doing some Fed work on you? No, I'll tell you from jump. Hey, I used to be a whore. And (laughs) I'm not I'm not about to run down a list of women that I've dated, but like, yo, I'm very communicative. I, I think you know that. Like I tell women 
um, a lot more than I should a lot of times. And so you, you really can't find anything that's going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you were also seeing this other girl. I thought I was the only one. Like I, I never sell that dream to women unless I, I really mean it and I'm really trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I've never been, been caught out there or nothing like that. Do you do fed work on the women you're interested in? Um, t- to a degree, it, de- it depends. So, uh, if I'm just having fun, I don't need to do research on you. If you're someone that I think has the potential to be a, a long-term partner, then I can just hit like one group chat and get all the information on any woman across the country. There's like six niggas on earth that can literally tell you about every single woman that you might have interest in. It's like, wait, no way. There is no way you have, you have your own little like CIA group. Yo, it's so the world is small, right? And if you operate on a certain frequency, let me not say the whole world. If you operate on a certain frequency, right? My within my frequency, there's like seven dudes across the country that I can hit up to ask about certain women because we tend to gravitate towards the same women that can tell me whatever it is that I need to know. Like, oh, she's she's a good and it's never too detailed about like who she's fucking, but just about like how she's wired, what's her psyche like? Like, is she crazy? Is she is she emotionally stable and mature? Like those are the, that's that's the kind of information that we exchange, not necessarily like who she was fucking. So is there like a group chat with like a title like will help nah. you find out about <laughs> your girl or like are you I mean, individually it has to text be. people? No, nah, it's like an individual, oh, okay. individual thing. Okay. But like we'll see each other out, and this, we always you just know you know who the wolves are, you know who the people are that operate on your frequency. You could be at an event in fucking Tarzana somewhere, and like these four or five dudes are you're gonna wind up in the same corner with them, and it's just like you guys just have. I don't know. You guys are on the same wavelength. And so women that are attracted to you are going to be attracted to this guy over here because there's a lot of who you are in him as well. And so. So, so ladies, if you see Rodney in a corner with some dudes, um, gang, gang. Yeah. Beware. (laughs) Yeah. Gang, gang. Damn. I want to know like what they would say on us, Sarah. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, does it, like, I wonder if it's, like, Katrina Joe. You just text, like, Katrina Joe, and then, like, my, like a fucking text comes up with, like, sci-fi, brown eyes, this, this, that. Like, you know what I mean? A whole um, one sheet. Yeah, a Every, whole one sheet. Everyone just asked me, what's, what's up with Katrina? I'd be like... Oh, so you're the guy. Like, so you're one, of, you're one of seven. Got it. <laughs> you're one of seven. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of information as well. Like, I know a lot of people. So, and again, it's not my business to say who's been fucking who, but... Oh, nah, she's solid. She's a good chick. She has a good head on her shoulders. Or she's a bottle chaser. She's a table chaser. You, I mean, All right, so then you give us what you would say about us. Say what you would say about Katrina. Go. I'm not doing this. Oh, Come yeah. on. What do you mean? Yeah. Come on. If okay, someone, so literally, someone, line, someone someone just texts you right now like, yo, what's up with Katrina? Don't ask me about her. <laughs> That's what you would say. Don't, Why are you going to cock block for me? Don't, I can't, <laughs> Katrina, we're, you're like my sister, but I can't. Yo, because okay, wait, 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 wait. I understand. I appreciate that. But if there was a really good like man, a good man, that was like, yo, yeah, like, man. what's up with Katrina? You would not be like, yo, I actually think you'd be really good for her. No, because then I think you a bitch for not going directly smack at her, and you're not gonna like that energy anyway. I mean, fair. Okay, <laughs> all right. So okay. Now, if he shot his shot, and then he was like, yo, just so you know, like, I try to highlight Katrina. Is anything that I should know about her? Then that's a different. Then what would you say? So I, yeah, I would just say that Katrina is, she's 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 a tough one. All right, <laughs> she's tough. She gets bored very easily, um, and if you're not on your shit, like you're gonna be out of there quick. And yeah, she got people after her, so you better stand out. <laughs> <laughs> you better stand out. Thanks, Rodney. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, and then if it was Sarah. If it was Sarah. I don't really know. I don't know nothing about Sarah's vagina. Like, I don't know anything about it. So it's really hard for me to like, and by vagina. But I mean, you know yeah. about Katrina? I was just about to say, let me make it clear that he has, knows nothing about mine either. That's not true. What do you mean? That's not true. What do you mean? Not that I've experienced it or tested it or tasted it or anything like that. Right. But I know that I've known some occupants. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I've never sampled. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Just, let's just honey. be clear. <laughs> Correct. And have you sampled Sarah's sweet honey? No. Um, no, we dry humped, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
thought, I thought those buns through jeans. When? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know when um, that happened. I think we have a picture of a, of a mid-dry hump. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Sarah's love life has been like at all. I don't know people that she's dated. I know that she likes a very eclectic group of black men, <laughs> um, ranging from... Kimba Walker to Nelly. Just... <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't. No, I'm like sorry, not Nelly. Nelly, not not Nelly. It's a uh, Murphy Lee, and I'm just like, okay, but listen, what? Murphy Lee is not someone I have a crush on. Like, I'm not attracted to Murphy Lee. I just like. That's his not music. what you told me. You love Murphy no, Lee. No, I would never date Murphy Lee. I'm not into him like that. that. that I just wasn't... love his music. Who loves Murphy? What? <laughs> no, that's even worse, bro. I love. His I love music. Murphy it, Lee's it things that I never thought I'd hear in 2020. Mm-hmm. I love Murphy Lee's music. I do. Okay. Oh okay. my gosh. But Kemba. Yeah, so I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, you like Kemba. Kemba's a great guy. He's 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 a magnet. Um, so I get why you'd be attracted to him. But still, like, there's mad NBA players, and you pick the five ten guy. It's just it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I can't. I'm 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 actually surprised that you like black guys. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, unless she has that leather jacket on, she doesn't seem like the white girl who likes black guys. <laughs> Yo, I literally can see so you in your leather I mean, jacket I mean, right now. I can though. see it. Yo, I feel like all white girls in leather jackets have a thing for black guys a little bit. So when you don't have that jacket I on, literally wear a leather jacket almost every single day at work. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I really need to ask this because I've heard this from other black men as well that, like, Ooh. say that, like, when women... Um, <laughs> You know, white women get a certain haircut. You can yeah. tell when they... Is this true? Yeah, yeah. There's certain things aesthetically that a white woman can do to herself to send out the, the bat signal that she's looking for the BD. And, of course, that means the black dick. <laughs> Which is so interesting to me because I've had guys come up to me and they've literally said, like, you like black guys, don't you? And I'm like, what? I, did, I literally said nothing or did anything. And I've never understood it. What, um... What were you wearing? What was your lipstick choice that day? I mean, what? Th- how would that differ from me and the person next to me, though? I feel like a white woman with a red lip. <laughs> I rarely wear. <laughs> what? How many people wear red <laughs> what? lips? I know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm letting you know, man. I, but just, it'll be. It'll thing. be to the point where I'll walk through the mall and like, and I've been with people and they've seen it. Like, I'll pass like three or four white dudes. They don't even pay any mind to me. And then like the next two black guys in line, they're like, hey, and they come up and holler at me. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And my friends have said like, there's something that, there's something that like an energy or something. I've never understood it, but I've heard that before, Katrina. Your denim choices. There's a lot that goes into like (laughs) a look. And it's just like, oh, she wears her sevens a little. I see, I see what's going on in those seven jeans. Like she's, she's fucking with the blacks. (laughs) <laughs> do you do you have a preference in in like long term commitment? <laughs> Yo, Katrina is dying. Yo, I am dying. No, first of all, because the fact seven. that you said like, oh, I see you in them seven jeans. Seven jeans. <laughs> you fucking with the blacks? Like, yo, what? Yeah. But I honestly can hear you saying this in your head to yourself. <laughs> so I'm dying right now. Oh shit! Oh my, oh my god! What were you saying, Sarah? No, I want to ask Sarah. <laughs> did, do you have a preference in whom you marry, racially speaking? Um, no. I think as long as it's like for me, it's never that's never been um, like a deciding factor, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. It might not be like the final nail in the coffin, but like when you close your eyes and you think about your wedding day, like what color is the guy that's waiting for you to walk down the aisle? I think it depends on who I'm dating at the time. Like I've, I, there have been people in my life in both ethnicities that I would have had no problem marrying at all. And it, during that okay, time, what about if you're, like right now when I'm what, single and I close yeah, my if eyes, you're single and you and you dream and you're dreaming. If right? I'm dreaming, because, oh man! If I'm dreaming, that mean it could that could be like Pac, that could be because it's a dream. Like anyone could <laughs> okay. be there. All right. So do you dream of like Channing Tatum? No. No, not Channing Tatum, but sometimes maybe like Justin Timberlake. Sometimes someone else. Yeah. But you know, to be 100% honest with you though, I also don't know if I want like a wedding. So I don't really dream about a wedding. (sighs) 
okay. No, I'm being Sarah. serious. Like I, I'm not that girl that like sits down and is like, oh, I can't wait for my wedding because I'm going to have this dress, this, this, this. I have my dress picked out. I have certain things picked out, and then I don't care about the day. Like okay, but I just I get I'm what you're saying about though. the idea of partnership. It sounds like you know to go from Pac to Justin Timberlake. It sounds like when it comes to the black guys, you like a little bit of a roughneck, and then when it comes to the white guys, you want fucking Mr. Softy. Why is that, Sarah? I, I honestly don't know why. I have, I have a, like you've said in the past, I, uh, or earlier, I have a very eclectic taste of, of men in my life. Why are you guys laughing? I feel like I'm out of a trick. Like, I feel like y'all are putting no. a trick no, on me. No, you're not. It's just, like, his voice and, like, these questions, I'm just dying. He's I, funny. Asking the important He's funny as fuck. He's funny as fuck. I just, I don't know what, I don't know how to answer that for you. No, okay. It's all good. I don't mean to harp on. You're not harping. It, it is what it is. You have an open heart, a vagina. It's like whatever, whatever comes, comes. <laughs> wow. Just to clarify. Pun intended. Closed. Pun intended. All right. Oh my goodness, Rodney. You're. When's the last time you've been caught up? Yeah. Caught up. Yeah. What do you mean, like? Like woman coming into your house. Like you went to dinner and like a girl you was talking to was there and you was on a date with someone else. Um. What well, that doesn't really. You can't really catch me up in that setting because, like I said before, I've already communicated that. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing someone else. Duh, go get your own drink. <laughs> Not tonight, sweetheart. Own drink. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Nah, the last time I got caught up, I was uh, it was a long time ago. I was probably about 24, and I was dating this girl, and she lived in South Jersey. I lived in North Jersey, and she worked in North Jersey, and so she had, had like an hour to hour and a half drive every morning to go to work. She was a teacher. And so she had the keys to my house. And she came, I was asleep, I had a joint over. It was the hottest day ever. I remember this very distinctly. And I had the only room in the house with the window AC unit. And so I had this girl over, she stayed the night. It was like 6 a.m. I hear the door downstairs opening and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? She walks up the stairs. I hear her, I hear her feet coming up the steps, and I I make a decision to close my eyes very tightly. <laughs> and so, Wait, and you're in bed? I'm in bed with the other girl. It's like six a.m. Are you dressed? Um, I had shorts on and but no shirt. Okay. Now I had a king size bed. She was on the other side of the bed. Okay. So, was she dressed? Um, I cannot recall, but I'm, I'm sure that she did. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Um, so I hear my bedroom door open up. <laughs> and I feel eyes on me. I open my right eye to, to peek up. I'm like, hey, babe, what's up? She doesn't say anything. And I close my eyes, and I hear her say, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm like, I open my eyes very slowly, like I'm unfazed by all of this, heart beating one million miles per second. <laughs> and um, I'm like, what? I'm like, yo, that's my cousin, man. Like, it was hot. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have AC in her crib. I told her she could come here and stay. So she takes her purse or whatever she has. She slams it down. And she's like, I can't fucking believe this. I cannot believe this. She picks her bag back up, storms out of the house. And the girl goes over like, yo, you're wildin'. I'm like. Wait, so the girl wakes up, hears that you refer to her as your cousin. Yeah, she was like, you're wildin'. Does she notify like, the other girl, though, that she woke no, up? Or I, is this I, like I, hidden? I got you. Okay. No, so the girl was faking sleep too. Okay, cool. That's what know, I was asking. She so, might be. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> faking, yeah, she was faking sleep. Okay. So I um I get about the bed. I go outside. She's sitting in her car outside of my house, and she's like both hands on the steering wheel, deranged look in her eyes. <laughs> and so I fucking I bang on her window. Doom, doom, doom. What? She rolls the window down. Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? You come in my house and you, you make all that fucking, all that noise in front of my cousin. You walk out, you don't say hi, nothing. That's what you're going to do, for real? To my family? Are you serious? No, no, no. Fuck that. Are you serious? Yo, I cannot. You really, really I, owned that that uh, like, that role you were playing. Yo, I'm, she's like, I, you know, I walk in, you're in the bed with another woman. Like, what, what am I supposed to think? And I'm like... I don't give a fuck what you think. It's what I told you. Like, I told you, this is my cousin. Like, it's not that big of a deal. If you had a question, you should have asked instead of storming out here like a, like a little ass kid. 
Go back in the house. Yo. So you like left that conversation mad. She leaves. You walk in the house. Well, I, I was like, give me a kiss. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then she drove off. And then I go back in the house and the girl is like, your cousin? And I was like, yeah, as long as I could think of. And then later that day, she called and I'm like, what's your cousin's number? Give me her number. And I hit old girl up and I was like, yo, she about to hit you. I need you to hold it down. <laughs> and she held it down. She did. And then the next year... I was like, yeah, my cousin moved to L.A. She's no longer here. <laughs> oh, my God. So Wait, on. how long did you guys stay together after this? Like two years. Oh, my God. Has so she ever heard two this years. story before? Or is she hearing it right now? Uh, I mean, she ain't. No, nah, I'm pretty sure she's never heard it. <laughs> oh, and Katrina, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny because I can only imagine being her in the story. But, like, hearing it and, like, seeing you get into that role again is funny freaking hilarious but so the girl did your girlfriend text the cousin yeah and the cousin played along yeah and then you just in the two years that you dated you just told your girlfriend that this relative just was (laughs) m.i.a she she dipped nigga like what you gonna do like holidays any of that yeah my family don't get down like that and it was mad hot i'm like yo she was broke she she couldn't survive out here you know what I'm saying? She went to go stay with our with our other cousin out in LA. She didn't have AC in her house, babe. Why you? She wasn't built to be here by herself. Oh <laughs> Yo, you gosh. are wild. That's so foul. Uh, that That's I so foul. Awful. I was a. I've, I've been awful um, in some stretches in my life for sure. I'm not proud of that story, but it is funny. It is funny, but I'm glad you're not proud of it. Yeah, no, nah, that's why. How that's do you feel you are now? Since then, at this at this very moment, or like, yeah, yes, yeah, this very moment. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at, at this particular moment. I'm I'm a lot more clear in my communication. Um, I think that I understand that there are women who tend to take a very strong liking to me, and I have to be very mindful and protective of their feelings and emotions to the best of my ability. Um, I don't think that it should fall incumbent upon me to worry about someone else's like mental maturity and emotional stability, but I understand that that is something that comes with being a man. And when you're a man and you have sex with women and you're entering their body, like you do have to be protective and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, yeah, you do have to be protective of their feelings and emotions. It's, it's unfair to, to be anything but. That answer made me very happy. I feel like you have such growth. I was just about to say, look at that growth. Yeah, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> look at that growth. <laughs> and then he brings it right back to. Yeah, I gotta keep you on your toes. I love oh it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Not to say that it bodes well, and I'm still fucking up in a major way out here, but I mean, we're all human. Yeah. I just, you know what? I really don't want to get it wrong, man. And um, both of my parents have been d- divorced, or married three times, and I never wanted that. I never want that. And I just want to make sure that I'm continuing to challenge myself and to push myself to be a better version of myself. And um, and eventually, inevitably, there'll be someone out there who is in the same alignment that I am and you know, we'll hit it off and we'll fall in love and move to Costa Rica or some shit. Hey feds, it's Katrina Joe checking in here. What have you done this week to feed empowerment daily? Have you taken the time out to build up your best friend, your lover, a family member, a stranger, or even yourself? Friendly reminder that empowering yourself to help others is a great place to start. A great habit is formed with repetition. So let's get it. Aw, that's a great dream. Damn. Wait. <laughs> a dream. Oh, sorry. That, I won't say that then. It's a great, like, um. You, it is, it is all going to happen for you, that's Rodney. That's not what it I meant. It is all going to happen for you. No, you knew what I meant, you. Rodney. I think. It's all right. Not dream. I mean, and even, and even with that, I mean, not outside of relationships. I mean, I think you've just, just being, you know, close to you over the past couple of years, you've grown outside of the relationship realm. And I think it's fucking dope. Yeah, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being sleazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, outside of like relationship stuff, like are there certain things that you do for yourself? Like do you have a daily routine that you do to kind of just feed yourself empowerment? No. Um, and I, I wish that I was better at mastering my mornings. I can go stretches and spurts of you know waking up at 5 a.m being in the gym by 6 a.m but i can't sustain it for too long 
I, I think the one thing that I that I do consistently is like allow myself to feel how I feel without feeling guilty about it. You know me, I'm pretty. I can be moody, right? Like I I am moody, mm-hmm. admittedly, but I'm not. I'm never moody for no reason. There's always something going on in my life that's like that's impacting me in a way that just doesn't make me want to smile. And I think that that's okay. I I do not ever want to be the guy walking around with a fake smile and you know always having to be quote unquote on Mm -hmm. to make everyone else around me feel comfortable. I'm not going to do that. And so I have to be honest about how I feel, understand why I feel how I feel, and then, you know, think my way out of it. No, absolutely. I mean, we've touched on that in in previous episodes about, you know, is it really positive vibes only where people, you know, I think we're, we're in this time right now where a lot of people are constantly pushing the narrative of like positivity and optimism which is great but it's also on the you know the opposite end of that is like we're human and so if you are you know fucking a pessimist you know for a day or if you are on the shitty end of the stick for a day or whatever like that is completely okay too and to completely feel those feelings and don't just brush those under the rug because you feel like you need to like be positive you know all the time you know that's not that's not real and it's it's actually unhealthy so very i mean we see a lot of people during this time period committing suicide like suicide Mm -hmm. rates are astronomical in our age group and you know i think that's because a lot of the highlights um, that people think that they have to live, they can't live them in this moment because they right. have to just be almost still. And uh, for, for a lot of people, that's uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable with the silence and having to deal with their own emotions. And I just, I don't want to be one of those people. And social yeah. media does no, a lot with that too, you know, where it's, you see the, like you said, kind of the the positive only, you know, it's it's rare that you see someone posting a, a negative thing on Instagram or a negative story or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's it's everybody's highlight reel that, you know, everything's being posted. And also it's like, sometimes I've even seen, you know, friends that have posted, you know, or talked about like, oh, I can't talk to this person. They're going through this or it stresses me out and I only need to be around positivity and good energy. But it's like, you know, yes, we all want that and we all go through that. But at the same time, we also go through the downs, you know, mm-hmm. it's not always up and, you know, positive vibes and just, sunshine and rainbows all the time yeah but the internet also does not care like they do not care about your woes and your troubles so it really isn't a space to share any of that stuff people will use that as a sign of weakness and tease you um but then on the flip side man the internet is so crazy because on the flip side there are people who like manipulate mental health to be like a branding sort of thing and i think that that's that's so crazy to me man like you, you fucked up, you made one misstep, and now you're trying to use like, oh, I'm impacted by my mental health, and you use that as an excuse. Um, that, and, and again, I mean, let me be very clear about this. I'm talking about people who are completely embellishing a negative aspect of their mental health for the sake of gaining empathy, mm-hmm. not people who are actually and legitimately impacted by having um, a less than ideal mental health situation. Let me be very clear about that. It happens, though. That's crazy. I want to I want to say a name so bad, but I'm not going to do it. And so what do you like by that you mean like they're posting as if they like went through a mental health episode to get attention, is that what you're saying? Yeah, or they'll like they'll all right. So it's a strategy for a lot of people, right? Let's say there's some there's somebody of of a certain level of acclaim and they have something negative that's coming out about them in the press, mm-hmm. right? They know about it in advance. They'll try to get ahead of it by publicly proclaiming a mental health situation so that anybody who ever says anything negatively about them is automatically fucked up because we all now know that this is a person who's going with fucking depression or whatever. Mm. And now it's like the, the cloak of invincibility. You can't say anything about this person because they've manipulated people to feel like they're, they've gone through something that they may or may not have. And I really want to say this nigga's name because um, it's a psychopath, but I'm not going to do it. Damn, that's deep. Yeah, but fuck that nigga. See, I still have uh, I, I assume I know who it is, but I probably don't. I have no idea. Yes, you do. Damn, that's deep. If it's who I think it I is, mean, then you should know. I mean, that's deep to, you know, I mean, but it ha- we, I'm sure we see this every day. Just people, you know, using social media and different tools for the wrong reason, you know? So. Yeah. Yep. 
to manipulate truth. Well, you can write yeah. your own narrative. You can write your own narrative on your Instagram, yeah, and whatever narrative you choose to go by, some people will believe it, some people won't, and all the way to the job that you have, to what you do in your free time. Like you can literally make everything look different. Yeah, look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I hope nobody takes what I just said the wrong way, but I don't think it is they a will. thing that happens. No, I mean, I don't think you're being insensitive to, you know, mental health issues at all. I think you are speaking to a very specific thing of a specific subject regarding that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. People love being empathized over. That's a thing, though. I mean, empathy is important, though, no? To have empathy, yes. But people, like, demand empathy from people. People want to feel like the victim. Um, and so they, there are people who just walk around with a, a victim's mentality 24-7. Mm. 24-7, like nothing that they do is ever because it's something that they did or nothing they're going through is because of something that they did. It's always because everyone else got it wrong. Mm. Like when Which I, is a form of narcissism. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Yeah. The person I'm speaking of specifically <laughs> is the definition of a narcissist. Oh, man. Don't get me started on, on that subject. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. You definitely know who it is, though. Okay, well, we can we can talk about that off air. No. Oh. No, no, no. Not Kanye. If it was Kanye, I would just say Kanye. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Sarah tried to guess who it was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's not Kanye. Oh, then I don't know. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'll write it for Katrina, though. Um. Okay, well, we can talk about that after. But, Rodney, there is something... I think it's time, KJ. I know, it is. There's something that we like to do with our guests at the end of every episode. Threesome! Woo! <laughs> Pull a quickie! <laughs> you, Rodney. Oh, no. So, Rodney, will you pull a quickie with us? Shh, uh, listen, it takes me a long... Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He just showed me the name. Why don't you I show it to me? No. I completely know. You don't know. I don't even know if you know him, Sarah. I probably do. No, I don't mm. think you do. Mm. I mean, I, I I would know if you knew him. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, but back to this, Rodney. What up? What up? We're gonna pull a quickie with you. Can we talk about the fact you have a privacy screen on your phone and how much of a creep you are for that? I do. A, a guy um, I previously dated a, a while ago actually bought it for me. He had the same one. Wow. How'd you take that? I didn't mind. That's not a gift I mean, I, I like actually, for my man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I didn't mind. I mean, he can have one, which is justifying whatever he's doing while I'm sitting next to him. I mean, he had one, and I thought it was dope. And I know, like, the type of settings he was in just for work and other things. And I think as well for us. Yo. I mean, I, 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 like, you, I mean, at least for us, Ronnie, you know, you got to back me up on this. We'd be in events and shit, and it'd be mad dark, and you put your phone up, yeah. and everybody could see it. Like, I don't. I hate that shit. Okay. So I had it, you know, for that mainly for work. I had one for work Didn't a long time it. ago, but then I couldn't edit pictures properly, so I had to get rid of it. <laughs> oh. That's a good but point. I mean, I did ask him, like, yo, oh my God, I want your screen. Like, you know, and then it was like cute that he like showed up the next day. I asked for it, basically. I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if I'd call it cute. About, yeah, I don't know how I feel about, about dating a woman with the privacy screen, job. Like, I mean, you, I definitely dated a guy that had issues with a lot of things on my phone whether like do not disturb yeah that's creepy what putting your phone on dnd just but my phone was always on dnd yeah but so for years do you put your phone face down when you're in a room with someone no Mm -hmm. see i can't do that because my phone flashes when i get a message so they'd know anyways take that off what are you a psycho i know why i had to have have the flash i had to have it for for my old job and i honestly don't know how to take it off um it's so I have something I'm, I'm sure you can Google to. it. Google my friend. <laughs> right. I'm no, sure but you listen, I dropped my phone in the woods while I was w- helping my dad with something and I, I couldn't find it. And my dad's like, oh, well, you have that flashlight thing on it. Let me text you and then we'll see it. So it ended up working out for me. You really are white, man. You and your dad in the woods. Just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. Whatever. It's amazing. <laughs> Ronnie, you always have to go there, bro. Always, bro. <laughs> Always. Nice love, man. Oh my god. You're my favorite co-star, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Back to this. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The time here. Hold on. Before we get to this quickie, neither one of y'all have privacy screens. No. No. I've and never, if the person I'm dating had one, I'd have a problem with it. 
I wouldn't. I've dated a man that had the privacy screen, and then I've also been in a relationship with a man that both of us, our phone was always on Do Not Disturb. See, and the we Do Not were, Disturb but it was thing of work. doesn't bother me. The only thing about the privacy screen, because I know people that have it that don't do anything shady with it, I feel mm-hmm. like I need, to ret- I need to retract what I said. I feel like I would be uncomfortable that he had the privacy screen just given... And it's not his fault, but given like people from my past, I wouldn't trust that this person, you know what I'm saying? And that would, that would be something I had to work out on my own. He shouldn't have to get rid of his, like his privacy screen, but Fair. I wouldn't, I don't think it would like excite me that I saw he had one. Does that make sense? Like I wouldn't be like, Oh, that's dope. I don't, yeah. like, I don't think I could do that. I mean, yeah, it's, that's interesting. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's an interesting take. Like, I'm not mad at a woman who, like, brings condoms to the throwdown, right? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, she's pretty aggressive. <laughs> and so I, I kind of feel the same way about the screen thing. Like, what? How? The screen thing is like you bringing your own condoms to the throwdown. It's very, it is it's very, not. It's very mature of you. But still, what's really what's really going on here? You know, Like, what's the need for I the mean, privacy? But... I mean, but for me, it was really, when I got it at the time, it was, we were work heavy. Yeah, but Katrina, you just turned down your display screen. Like, you don't need to have a... a No, it's not the same. It is not the same. It's close. It is not the same at all. I don't get notifications. Okay, see, that doesn't bother me. I don't want people's names popping up when I get a text message. I mean, I would do that for Do Not Disturb. Hold on. You don't have their name show? Like, I have, like, I I couldn't look at my phone. You couldn't look at my phone and see what Katrina texts me, but you'd see that it's from Katrina. Like, No, I don't have that. So you don't have any notifications? No. If my phone rings, it'll ring. But, like, as far as text messages showing on my lock screen, it doesn't do that. (gasps) Wow. See, I think that's different. I think that's... I think that's a little sneaky. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Next. <laughs> so, so saying I have a privacy screen, but I have all my notifications on. Because I know all the creep shit. But you have no notifications with no with no privacy screen. That's why you don't have a privacy screen. I am a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I am a creep. What do you mean? But I'm not doing it because I'm a creep. Katrina, you are kind of a creep. I'm not a creep. <laughs> I am not a creep. Where are your silk pajamas, TLC? You are definitely. So what? I sang that song for my second grade talent show, and I didn't what? know what the words meant, and they called my mom, and I got in trouble. <laughs> hey. Wow, what's she doing? <laughs> what my boo do to you? So I creep. Yeah, I, I wore red too, just like chili. What did your mom do to you? She, she just you? no. She just asked me. I mean, she couldn't get mad at me. I was singing. You I was practicing. doing something nice for the talent show. You're practicing at home. She heard it. <laughs> yeah. Your mom is so bomb. Anyway, what are these? I know. Okay. Yes. All right. We're All getting right, back to this. this quickie. We're gonna rename this for the sake of Rodney being here. It's called the Long Stroke. Okay. So any episode, the Long Stroke. So anything that I ask you, you have to answer immediately without thinking. Rapid fire. No explanation. Work like that. No explanation. Just straight answer. Okay. Heard you. All right, Rodney. First question. L.A. or New Jersey? L.A. Trump or Biden? Biden. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Netflix and chill or date night out? Netflix and chill. Free. (laughs) Favorite position? Ride me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you most like to quarantine with? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Favorite film of all time? Love, Joan. If you could pick... Any decade to live in, which one would it be? Mm, as an adult? Yep. The 90s. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Truth or dare? Dare. Wizards or Lakers? Wizards. What? No, you, gotta pick one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pick one. Wizards. They paid my rent for a long time. Um, craziest DM, DM you've ever received? Um, I'm not really, nobody really DMs me anything crazy. Oh, this girl sent me like uh, some news one time, and I was just like, "Why are you doing this?" She was like, "Oh, you gay? You don't like it?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Why are you putting your business out there, Rodney? Yo, Sarah, it was so fat too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, my my guilty pleasure is getting my dick sucked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love. (laughs) I love lamb. I love lamb. <laughs> no, I love my son, man. I love my son. Yeah, I can't breathe. Um, <laughs> I miss. Um, 
when when I have to pay bills. <laughs> Shit. I believe in a higher power. I'm grateful for breath, life. To fed work or not to fed work? No fed work. No fed work. You just pulled a quickie. See if that thing fit. I'm gonna see if it fits. What it smell like? And if it's my fit and it smell right, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> okay, Rodney. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I definitely well, have to make sure to remember to check this as explicit. Oh, is that it? Are you guys like really like PG? I'm sorry. No, no we're not, not at all. PG at all. Sarah, what you be talking about, Sarah? Nothing. I'm an angel. Are you? Mm -hmm. How's your sex life? Is it existent or no? Right now, it's non-existent. Okay. How are you handling it? <laughs> so it was really fun having you on. <laughs> wow, you gonna clam up on me? It was so fun having you, Rodney. I'm Thank you for about hanging. The clam. Don't clam up on me while I'm asking about. <laughs> oh my so gosh, I can't I wait go. to edit this out. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I appreciate you both, ladies. Thank you, both you for being so on. Yeah, thank you for uh, always letting me in the club all those times. Katrina, thank you for helping me get this job and being my sister that I argue with. I'm really kind of mad at you right now. We haven't talked about it, but we will. It's probably mm -hmm. deserving. No, it's not. Katrina's sweet when she's sweet, and then she's a dickhead. That's why I said it's probably deserving. Like, if you're mad, you're like, it's probably oh, for yeah, a good oh, reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for sure for a good reason. Yeah, okay. And she um, knows what it is. Yeah, I definitely know what it is. But I really appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, keep us posted on anything that you have coming up. Where can the people find you? Find me on Instagram at Rodney Rakai or at Katrina Mom's house. Okay. <laughs> Fucking can't stand you, bro. <laughs> Them some. Oh my god. All <laughs> like right. Rodney Todd. Yeah, man. You know about this chopstick. <laughs> Rodney, get out. Oh my god. And that is it. We are cutting That's him it. off. He is cut off for the day. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Have a good one, you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.